Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Strangely and Friends, the podcast. My name is Strangely. This is a podcast. And if you're listening to it, that makes you one of the friends. Another one of the friends is sitting here with me this evening. This is my friend Anna, the uh, Anna from the States, not the Anna from Oslo or the other Anna from Oslo. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the podcast, Anna. Uh, You are also the first fellow American. To be Ooh. on the podcast, yes. What an honor. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> we've, had, we've had a couple of Norwegians, a Dutchman, a Dane, a whatever the heck Oliver is. I think he's from like New Zealand or something, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, welcome fellow American here on, uh, it's, while we're recording this, it's Black Friday. Oh, so it is. Yeah, the, the day yeah. after Thanksgiving. I was, I was so happy that... Uh, you you had that little gathering where we talked about like gratitude, uh, gratitude memory, gratitude. Mm-hmm. What did you call it? Gratitude memories. Gratitude memories, like yeah. memories we're grateful to have. Because mm-hmm. um, we just sort of had that, and then I was like, oh, I can say Happy Thanksgiving to someone, and it's like nice and cozy, and um, and just like appreciated. Mm-hmm. Like, and yeah. you know, we understand, we both understand a lot of the like complicated history around it, but it's just like. To just say to someone, happy Thanksgiving, and have them be like, yes, thank you, you too. Mm Oh, it's very cozy. Now let's go eat cold sliced meat and cheese. (laughs) The classic Thanksgiving foods. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the the sort of like standard Fusen table uh, food that we get at like at the, for like, at the cold meals is very similar to what my family likes to eat like Thanksgiving evening. Mm -hmm. Sort of like you know, sliced salami and stuff like that. So it actually felt very, uh, very appropriate, but I don't know about the fish paste. That, that's not really traditional things. Maybe not. Or the liver paste. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So being that you are a fellow, uh, North American friend, uh, where do you, where do you come from? Tell, tell the folks at home a bit about where you come from. Um, I come from Maryland. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like in the, Washington, D.C. area, about an hour from both. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, it's great. I can, yeah, can go into either. <laughs> um, and how did you yeah. find this place? Mm-hmm. Interest in Norway. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, I've just always been interested in Scandinavia. Mm-hmm. And then after I graduated college, I found myself in like a transition period, mm-hmm. um, not really knowing what I want to do with the rest of my life. Um, and so then I found the concept of a folk school. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, that's something I could do. I <laughs> like that could be something where I could like take the time to try to figure out yeah. um, the next steps for myself. Um, and gained some great life experience along the way. And so I, Fosin had like the most interesting courses to me. Mm-hmm. So here I am. <laughs> what, so you looked at other folk schools? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, why, why did you choose this one in particular? I, this is an interesting question to me because I looked at several other boat building schools mm-hmm. and chose to come to this because they were doing something larger than just here's some plans or, or here's a style of boat that mm-hmm. we're going to build. Yeah. This is like about a larger life philosophy that is connected to the land mm-hmm. that these boats come from. Yeah. 
Um, and when I say land, I mean very specifically not the land of Norway, but the Trondheimsfjord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Specifically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so why this folk school and not other folk schools? Yeah, I think because I was really interested in um, self-sufficiency. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, it is important to me to learn to be more environmentally friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's... That's something that I felt I could learn through this school um, because we are learning to do a lot of stuff by hand. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Sometimes performatively, almost unnecessarily so. <laughs> I, I feel like. But then again, I I got in the spirit. Kama uh, was on the podcast uh, a couple months ago, and she and I felled a tree together with just hand axes. Mm-hmm. And like, like took out the root and had to dig a hole and like all this, it was was really, really involved because we wanted to have this experience of like, I don't know, the olden times or something. Mm -hmm. And it definitely gave me a different appreciation of like cutting trees down. I'm like, wow, that chainsaw is not so bad. (laughs) Uh, But you, you, you said self-sufficiency and then you talked about kind of like a DIY ethos, like a DIY spirit. I think when a lot of American, uh, a lot of American listeners and a lot of British listeners as well, I think they hear self-sufficiency and I feel like that has sort of a connotation of like, I'm going to live out in the woods with my guns and my solar panels and mm-hmm. like, yeah. don't tread on me. Yeah. Which, you know, I don't want to tread on you. You can, <laughs> you can go do that. You go live in the woods. <laughs> that doesn't really seem like what they're doing here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that self-sufficiency, I mean, obviously you can take it to the extreme mm-hmm. and go live in a cave in the woods by yourself. Right. Um, but I think it's also, it can also just be learning to rely less on, like, commercial mm-hmm. products and, like, consumerism and moving out of that mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, that is, like... It can be like learning to repair your own clothes right. so that, you know, you don't have to buy new clothes yep. um, every few years when yours wear mm. out. Um, it can be, you know, going, making like a quarter of your wardrobe World War II uniforms because... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone here... <laughs> everyone here is starting to look like... Uh, People in a sci-fi dystopia from a 90s movie where it's just like kind of layered military surplus over like a couple pieces of Tyvek and yeah. It's a great look. And I think that also leads into a really interesting point about the self-sufficiency philosophy. I, I had a really fun chat about it with your, um, your teacher Bjorn, mm-hmm. uh, who sort of has this very Danish voice. He sort of speaks in... He might point out that you have made a little mistake here with this tiny twist and the fibers are pointed the wrong way. But, uh, sorry, I need to stop. I just, I find, I love listening to his, like, kind of rumbly, like, sort of deep mm-hmm. voice. In and his laugh. And his, oh, 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 oh. But it's, it's amazing because his name is literally Bear. And he's just this, like, small little bear of a man. Um, but I was speaking to him about how 
I think in, in the States and like the, the American mentality of self-sufficiency is like, I am alone. I am an island. I can do everything for myself. Mm-hmm. I grow my own food. I cook my own meals. I sew my own clothes. I built my own house. And I feel like that's not the self-sufficiency that they're teaching here. No. It's a community-wide self-sufficiency. Mm-hmm. That our yeah. whole community knows how to do these things together and we mm-hmm. can help each other do them. Yeah. And I mean, I've had an example of that even today because... You know, the self-sufficiency class is sewing shirts right now. Mm-hmm. And we all, like, this is the last day for, like, a week that we'll have right. any instruction right. um, in that. And so we all, like, saved up some materials, mm-hmm. kept some materials, um, thread and needle and stuff. And, and we're still sewing on our shirts <laughs> tonight. Um, <coughs> Amazing. Yeah, but... I, like, got some instruction on how to do the collar, which mm-hmm. is the next step. But then by the time I actually got my collar prepped and everything, I didn't quite remember how to do it. Mm-hmm. So, but Evan had already sewed his collar. And so right. I was like, hey, Evan, do you remember well enough to show me? Mm-hmm. And he did. So oh, awesome. I've got my collar, like, probably a little over half done. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, there was someone else right. who knew how to do it and could show me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and that's so great. I mean, it's, it's so funny that like, I kind of have, I'm the farthest behind boat builder in terms of like producing a piece of the boat and having something ready to attach to the boat. I'm like at the very back of the class, but because I fell behind, I spent a lot more time really digging down and learning how to sharpen the, the, um, the hovel, Mm -hmm. the, the, like the planes. Yeah. The word in Norwegian is hovel. Hovel. Hovel or hovel? <clears throat> I don't remember. Um, I think I might be oh in there. Oh my gosh. <coughs> Hang on. I'm going to drink some water. This is great. I have a sink in my podcast studio for the first time ever. I inhaled a little wood chip um, when I was out in the shop. <clears throat> so I, like, I learned how to sharpen the tools. So now like... Other people in the class are like coming to me and I can, I know more, you know, I can kind of help them diagnose mm-hmm. why the tool isn't cutting like it should. Yeah. And it's just really beautiful to sort of be able to help each other like mm-hmm. that. Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm like, how do I make this piece of wood the right shape? And, you know, your income's over. He's like, oh, you have to, you have to go on that part there. Um, it's like, they're so hard, man. Oh, ain't no way. Like, and then, um, <laughs> but then when his tool isn't cutting, like, he thinks it should, he'll bring it to me. And I'm now, like, obsessed with the sound. So, like, I, I hear them, like, I can hear somebody else's hovel, and I'm like, oh, you gotta sharpen your, uh, chip splitter. I, I can hear it. I can hear it. What is your favorite thing you've done with showbooging so far? So, showbooging is how you say it, right? Schulberging, yeah. Schulberging. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> I just, I, I always hear show boogie and I'm like, that is what they seem like they're doing. What is your favorite thing you've done with Schulberging so far? Oh, the issue with that question is that I've done so much <laughs> Well, you, you know, for, first thought, best thought. Just let, let's go for it. What, what? <clears throat> you could, you um, could name a couple. You don't have to pick just one. Yeah. Um, I did really enjoy fishing mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, that was really cool and just a couple of really chill days out on the water um yeah so that was great um yeah i'm i am enjoying this shirt making Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah 
Have you also yeah. had days with it where you're like, oh, this is not what I wanted to be doing? Like, I've had a couple days with boat building where we're like doing some sort of like ancillary thing. Like, there was a day we were making like uh, templates for axe handles. Mm-hmm. So we already had some templates, but Kenneth was like, you should learn how to make the templates. And I was a little bit like, oh, <clears throat> you know, and I, I kind of like went and got an axe handle, just kind of like put it down on the thing and like traced it. <laughs> and, you know, maybe I should, should have been more mm-hmm. into the lesson at the time, but I just, that day I wasn't, I couldn't be present for it. So yeah. like, there's all different reasons that mm-hmm. we don't like stuff. I'm also not a fan of how cold I got the night it rained on the island. <laughs> I was not a fan of the island in general. Yeah. Um, but no, I think with Schoberging specifically, mm-hmm. I think that the thing I was the least enthusiastic about, like, ever, was probably the Schoberging trip at the beginning of the year back to the Fenton. Mm. Because, yeah, that was like... <clears throat> Just a few days after the school-wide trip. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am not good at walking uphill. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was just like still so sore yeah. from the original trip. And I was just like, I don't know if I can make it back up <laughs> like four days after. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But now... Now it feels so bad because now whenever we have, like, an overnight trip, Bjorn is like, and I know you're not very comfortable being outside. (laughs) I'm like, wow, thank you for just casually insulting me, Bjorn. Oh. Yeah, it's such a, like, a line sometimes here between, like, feeling like we're being pushed to confront things Mm -hmm. and being like, okay, like, time out. Like, I don't, like, I'm, I'm having a lot of anxiety around all of the, like, skiing stuff. Because, mm-hmm. like, I skied a ton when I was, um, when I was a kid and when I was a teenager. Like, my family went skiing a couple mm-hmm. times a year. And it was, like, my parents really like it. And, like, we were friends with another family that really liked it. And looking back, I never really liked it that much. But I did it a ton. Mm-hmm, yeah. And I was pretty okay at it. And, like, I was going off little jumps. And then I got into snowboarding when I was, like, in my late teens. Mm-hmm. I did that for a while. And I just, like, I would always, like, every ski trip I'd end up falling and messing up my wrist. And I just, like, I've, like, tried to talk to a couple of the teachers and be like, I, can I just not, can I not ski? Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't, and they're like, eh, everyone will ski. It is, <laughs> we, we will all ski. And, you know, it's like... I'm like, I'm 35 years old. I know what I like and I know what I don't like. And I know mm-hmm. there are certain things I'm like, probably not going to do. Yeah. Again. Or I'd rather not do mm-hmm. again. Like, you know, I'd rather not live in a crappy basement apartment again. You know, it's just certain mm-hmm. things like as you yeah. get older. And it is, that is like something that I, I feel like is this like cultural difference. That I, I think in the States, there's a cult, there's, there's been, like, maybe this national conversation around, like, how much you do or don't pressure people to, like, mm-hmm. do things that yeah. they're not comfortable with. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. 
on the on the other hand, I feel like this place is really wonderful at seeking out like what each individual person has to share and bring mm-hmm. and and can contribute to make things better. Cause yeah, like some people like it's like all they can do is walk up hills all day long. <laughs> and you're like, could you maybe speak a little quieter in the dining hall? Like you know, like that kind of thing. Like I I don't I don't wanna like call out anyone specifically, but sometimes it's like, you know, there's there's also the other end of the spectrum. And you have been like one of those people who has been so great at helping coalesce like the non class time community stuff. So like the thing the thing you were set up last night where you just like you're like, We're gonna have a time, come hang out, we're gonna do this like memory sharing thing, like as soon as you announced that, I was really looking forward mm-hmm. to it. So I was like, oh, first of all, this will be in English. <laughs> I speak that. I'm going to nail that. I'm going to nail the language. <laughs> I mean, we do a lot of stuff in English. Like, yeah. you know, we're playing D&D in English. Uh, at least the group you're in. I went and visited one of the non-English ones. Woo! <laughs> that, was, that was a lot of work. Um, <laughs> the most Norwegian non-English we've had in our right? D&D was a bison. <laughs> Oh, and then I, I love I love that when I uh, so for those of you listening at home Anna is one of the players in the campaign that I'm DMing and uh, I had them all speak to a bison and the uh, the bison spoke Norwegian so it was me like speaking my um, middling t- Norwegian and there were several Norwegians in the room and everyone's was like role playing very well so the Norwegians are like uh what 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 do you say? <laughs> and I think even Vilda was like, "Where can I go for the English translation?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, but yeah, I getting back to what I was saying. Like, I appreciate the sort of like the way that you have extended offers of community that I think are really helpful. Because I, I think, like, we're here and we're getting a lot of, you know, sort of... Getting a lot of Danish culture, which I was Oh, expecting. yes. <laughs> and then the school overall is a lot of Norwegian culture. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, what's been really fun about this is that, like, people are kind of sharing things from where they come from. Or, like, not even, like, necessarily cultural things. But, like, someone will come in and be like, oh, yeah, this is a thing we do, like, from my home. Or, like, mm-hmm. this is a song that I learned at a <laughs> festival I go yeah. to. Um like Evan going so hard on Halloween. Yes. He went hard. Like I, I thought I liked <clears throat> holidays, but I don't like holidays. Like I need, I need to like find a partner in life who looks at me the way Evan looks at Halloween. And I will be set. Yeah. I, I feel like, I feel like obviously Sam moved out of Evan's room partly because they're with Minta now, uh-huh. mm-hmm. but also partly because they got very <laughs> I suspect it was partly because they were very overwhelmed by Evan's Halloween enthusiasm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sam yeah. was like, why are we doing this? And then how, because Sam is from the Netherlands and <laughs> they just have no idea how to deal with Halloween. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I'm, I'm sure it was a little uncomfortable to finally be like, ah, oh, Halloween's done. And then you wake up and Evan's sitting there like, only 364 more days to prepare for Halloween. Come on, we gotta get going. <laughs> Oh, bless him. 
What a cast of characters. I, uh, I'm, I was not prepared. Oh, this is a, a thing I would be curious to hear you talk about. I thought I would be like the only non-Norwegian speaking person. Like I thought it was just going to be wall-to-wall <laughs> Norwegians and me. And maybe like one other like French person. And I got my French person, but then I also got like a bunch of other Americans mm-hmm. and, and Dutch people. And like, this is an international school. Yeah. I'm not like an international student coming to a Norwegian school. Mm-hmm. I'm an international student at an international school, which is great. But what was your, like, what did you think was going to happen? Um, I think I was aware that there would be, like, several international students. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I was surprised by, like, the number of Americans. Yeah. Um, yeah, and definitely <clears throat> surprised by the number of Danes. Yeah, I, th- also- I, I didn't know there were that many Danish people in the world. <laughs> All the Danish people in the world, except a few who come visit Fosun to visit their friends, are here at Fosun. Half of the world's Danish population is currently at Fosun, I think. So, like, of... (laughs) And the other half wanders in to visit them occasionally. Isn't it, like, of 70 students, like, 23 of them are Danes or something like that? I don't know the exact number, but it's it's a lot of Danes. It's ridiculous. Oh, my goodness. I was also was not expecting so many Danes. And um, I wasn't expecting, like, half the teachers to be either Danish or Dutch. Yeah. Like, how many Norwegian <laughs> teachers do we actually have? Two? No. <laughs> Kenneth is Norwegian. Kenneth. Mm. Shettle. Hi. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably not funny for people at home, but I am... Nailing these impressions. You are. Uh, um, is yeah. Marta Norwegian? Ma- Marta? Marta? I think she might be Greta. Greta's definitely Norwegian. Greta is, Greta is so Norwegian. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, yeah. And then um, Marta is Danish. Okay. She, yeah. Tova. Tora. Tor is Norwegian. Tor is Norwegian. Tova's from Oregon. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what Tova is. Did you get Tova on the podcast? Yes. <laughs> Sorry, this is this is less compelling for all of you at home, but we're having a great time. This is just the strangely Norwegian <laughs> teacher impressions. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I. It's it is funny thinking about like all of them, like especially the, the ones that really like surprise me are uh, Kenneth and Shettle because the things that they're the subjects that they're teaching if you ask me to imagine like a guy who teaches boat building you would like, not picture Kenneth no and that's not a, I'm not meaning to say something insulting to, about Kenneth it's just like I I would picture like a, a far more um like brawny mm-hmm. dude, like oh, like sort of lumberjack. Yeah, guy. like Kenneth can do all that stuff, but he's he's not like a physically. Im- mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's actually very strong, but like he's not like a big dude. Yeah, and he, he's also so quiet. Yeah, mm-hmm. although <laughs> I have seen him get wound up a couple times, and it's very funny. I think he's trying to be like when he's around the school, he's trying to be like more professional. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the um the version of him in the, the oh so okay, 
You, you can hang out with me while I describe this, if I may. The teachers threw a party for us, and uh, they did sketches. And one of the sketches was Kenneth showing off his old-timey tools, and uh, Malta, the, uh, the Danish teacher who teaches... So Kenneth teaches boat building, and Malta teaches um, mini house buildings, so tiny house construction. And they were comparing tools. They were like two guys comparing <laughs> tools. And Kenneth was showing off his, like antique hovel and his antique like you know for like smith forged saw and whatever and then malta kept pulling out these tools that were like they all had magnets on them to stick screws to and they all had like laser pointers taped on and like they were all multi-tools so it was like a hammer with like a, a blade stuck out the bottom and kenneth was just getting more and more excited about his old-timey tools and being like, yeah, 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 great, that has a laser pointer, but have you seen this? And then finally the last one was he had a hammer, like the head of a hammer without the wooden stick, and he just stuck his finger in it and was like hitting things with it and using his finger as the as the uh, the stick for the hammer. Oh, my gosh. And like the way he was like, oh, yeah, you can hit this, you can hit that, oh, you can do this over here. Oh, oh, oh. That's like when he gets wound up. That is how he acts. Oh my goodness. I have only seen assistant headmaster Kenneth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is the, the, the thing is like some of the, the teachers here who like are being professional, they're like, their professional like public face is like a meme of a professional public face. <laughs> they're like, I have seen assistant headmasters in films. I will behave like that. <laughs> oh my gosh. What a treasure. Oh. Uh. <laughs> what is your favorite thing that we've done here at the school? And again, first thought, best thought. You don't have to like... You don't have to like... like I'm not going to quiz you on it later or anything like that. Um... Have you had, like, a moment or an activity that surprised you or was, like, way more fun than you expected? I don't know. What's coming to mind is a couple of times we've been berry picking. Mm -hmm. Just, like, out on the side of a Norwegian mountain. Uh -huh. <clears throat> like, picking berries <laughs> in the wild, in the solitude. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That is... I. The first time they were like, you're all going to go berry picking. I was like, berry picking. Hmm. Hmm. I'm here to build boats. Berry picking. Hmm. But like, I don't know. After like three weeks, I was like, I got a break while we were chopping trees for the boat building. And I like wandered off and started berry picking. Mm -hmm. Because you're absolutely right. Mm -hmm. It's like the way that people inhabit this landscape, there's so much open space mm -hmm. and it's so easy to just walk like 200 meters and feel like you're in a really beautiful place. Yeah. I mean, it is, it's an absurdly beautiful place in every direction, but like when we went to cut trees down for the boat builders, it was just like, we were just kind of on the side of this little, little mountain, mm -hmm. you know, two, 300 meter mountain, not big. And, I could just walk a hundred meters around the corner of the tiny mountain and be by myself in this big patch of blueberries mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and, and feel solitude and feel like, yeah, just kind of like an expansive 
um, openness. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, we've talked off the, off the podcast about, you know, some of the things that are difficult here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, even, I did a presentation for the whole school <laughs> about some of the things that have been difficult for me here. But I, I think part of why I've shared about those difficulties and I've felt able to talk about them is that this place does, at least for me, and, and feel free to disagree, but it encourages a sense of openness. Like, because you look up and you see where you are mm-hmm. and you see the, the, the things we're doing and it's sort of like, I don't know, you, you almost want to kind of like feel it. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I, I, if, sorry if you haven't had the, <laughs> that same experience, but I think a lot of the being like, not, not the like really intense, you know, activities where some people are charging on ahead and it mm-hmm. starts to feel like a race, but like, like going and just like, you know, there's the patch of woods behind the school. And I went up there one day and we looked for mushrooms and we basically mm-hmm. wandered around in the same hundred meter circle for like three hours. Yeah. And it was so, everyone here keeps saying cozy. Everything's cozy. <laughs> but like the, those cozy times, I was like, this is a different way to live mm-hmm. than the big box stores. Yeah. Have you, have you sort of had thoughts like that as well here? Um, I think so. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and just, I think, some of the, like, values and what's normal are, like, very different in a very good way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like, going back to berry picking, the way you can just, you know, go out to a plot of land and pick berries there. And it's, like, no issue. Yeah. Um, no matter who, like, owns the land, as long as it's not, like, cultivated, it's right. fine. It's not like, these are my wild blueberries <laughs> on my patch of mountain that I'm not going to pick, but you are also not allowed to pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's just very early in the year, I think. Bjorn was like, oh, yeah, I know a place where there was logging done a few years ago, and there are really good, it's really good for picking berries. Let's go there. <laughs> That's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's, I feel like, just that, like, connection to nature mm-hmm. that often we don't have back home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, like, obviously individual people can have that. Right. Um, but I feel like as a culture, mm-hmm. we don't in the same way. No, it's very, mm-hmm. like, one-on-one, filtered through, like, national parks and things like that Mm -hmm. whereas here it's just like oh behind my house there's a mountain and i go up there sometimes Mm -hmm. and other people walk through my yard to go up there sometimes and that's cool yeah um that's a really that's a really lovely angle to think about it Mm -hmm. and now that you say that i think about um when i arrived uh, i'll tell you the story really quick and then uh We've got to go because it's Feldsmoth. It's oh, evening food. <laughs> it's cold bread. Cold bread. And toppings. Yay. My favorite. I eat it every day. Um, Three times a day? <laughs> whether I need it or not. Um, <laughs> but uh, on Husfaring, I went to and uh, visited Sulfan mm-hmm. for, for fall break. And I got there and I walked up to the house and there was just like 
a bunch of like recently butchered animal bones like laying in the driveway <laughs> and some cats kind of like pawing mm-hmm. at it. And then I went. It sounds in- like Sulfin should be right at home yep. here. Yep. And then I, I, you know, Sulfin was like, "Come in, come in." And I go in, and his dad is in the kitchen, like, like finishing the butchering of this like half a deer carcass. So like, uh, uh, some hunters came and went hunting like in their on their property or mm-hmm. like beh- even behind. I don't even know if it's their property, but like the hunters walked out through their farm. Mm-hmm. And so just, like, gave them a large haunch of a deer mm-hmm. as, like, a thank you. Yeah. And it's, like, yeah, great. And so we ate deer, we ate amazing venison, like, all week. Mm-hmm. Um, just because of this idea that, like, no one owns the deer mm-hmm. and we can all share it and yeah. have a great time. Mm. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I'm going to do my little outro and then I'll ask you the, the, the favorite word question. All right, here we go. Folks, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Strangely and Friends, the podcast. This would not be possible without all of my fantastic supporters over there on Patreon. You can find out more about how you can become a supporter by going over to patreon.com strangely. Uh, I also take questions there or via my email, strangely at tuta.io, strangely at tuta.io. And uh, if you've got any questions for me or Anna or any of the other guests that we've had here on the podcast, uh, send them along. I'd love to hear from you. And I can, I can, I know where all of these people sleep because uh, I have a map of the school. We, we all have a map of the school. It's not weird. Nothing, nothing weird. Not weird. <laughs> anyway, thanks so much for listening. Before we go. Anna, do you have a favorite Norwegian word? Probably the one I use the most is nigh. Nigh? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I picked that up. It's not like I'm going around saying no to people. Right. It's mostly when I make a mistake. Uh, nigh. <laughs> I'm like, nigh, nigh. <laughs> Fair enough. Sometimes... That's probably my most used Norwegian word. No, it's good. Fair enough. You know, sometimes you got to be able to say no to things. <laughs> Thanks so much, and uh, I'll see all you folks next time. Cheers. <laughs>